All right. Welcome back, everybody, to We Miss Sports, where our name is outdated, but we love sports and we miss them now. That is well, kind of the off-season for most things. Well, I was going to say, honestly, maybe it's just an allusion to the off-season. It's, o- it's just like it's always 5 p.m. somewhere. It's always an off-season for something. No, that's true. That's a good, it's a good way of looking at it. Um, so a few things on the docket today. Might be a short one. Might be kind of a long one. Um, real quick, we're going we're gonna to shout out our... Our pal, Kale McCarr, we can get into that a little more later. The Avs won the chip. Congrats yep. to them. Yep. A little bit of news on Nike. Um, LeBron edged out Michael Jordan in something of note. Um, some big NIL news. I don't know if you saw that. Some NFT news, which is meh, but it has to do with Metal World Peace and Paul Pierce. NBA draft happened. That's of note. Um, yeah, and then some other, you know, sports sports news. NCAA football's back. That's cool. Um but yeah, NBA free agency is about to kick off, so let's get into it. Where yeah. should we Where should well, yeah, we start? Why don't, why, don't, why don't we rattle off all that stuff from the top, huh? So Kale, all right. Kale, yeah, let's talk about Kale. So you know, Kale McCarr, UMass guy, now the best defenseman in the NHL. Um, Happened quick, Medi- je- meteoric rise. Just become the came, became the youngest player to win the Connor Smythe Trophy, which, which was, was like the, their finals MVP, the playoff sort of MVP. Yeah. Um, and I want it to be known that that guy sat next to us or sat behind us in OM210. Yep, yep. Never so we're basically we'll, best friends. Yeah, we'll never forget it. So Kale, There's a lot of greatness in that room. I don't know if Kale's on TikTok, but hopefully he is, and maybe he'll see this, and maybe he'll come on the pod to talk about his, his championship experience. Kale, that's an open invite. You can also phone in. Yep, he can do whatever he wants. Yep. Um, how's that feel, you think? Being a champion? Yeah. You know, I haven't really won shit in life. Me so, neither. You know, besides the... The the good old sperm lottery. I mean, they haven't won any any good trophies like him. That that's a big cup. I mean, that's what I was gonna say, dude. I think the Stanley Cup is the. I, I think the Stanley Cup is the best championship trophy. That thing I is massive. So. I mean, besides, you know what has a uh, good? Um, I don't even what a trophy. I guess is the word to use it. But uh, tennis. Like Wimbledon, they give you this like uh, I don't even know what you'd call it. It's a bunch of different things. Sometimes yeah. it's like a, it looks almost like a plate. It's like yeah, a placard. yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes they give a good trophy. Golf has good trophies. They tend to do big cups. Yeah. Anything that you can drink out of, yeah, yeah, that tends to be up on the board. Yeah. Well, shout out to uh, Colorado as a state. Fun fact, actually, about the Stanley Cup, though, I saw this in a video. Um, so the Avalanche won the, the championship this year. Their name will stay on the trophy for 62 years, and it keeps getting moved up the cup. Oh, they re-engrave it every year. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a whole process, that is really. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so congrats, Kale. Congrats to the Avalanche. You watch much of the series? You know, I You'd did. be lying if you said you I'd did. I'd be lying if I said I did, but I said on, this, on these airwaves that the NBA Finals were the best championship production, and then a lot of people came back at me saying that was actually the NHL Stanley Cup, so I tried to watch some of it, yeah. and I saw the end of game, I was watching the end of game five when they were trying, the Avs were trying to win it in five, um, it was pretty damn intense, like, yeah. it was a game that could have gone to overtime, the crowd was rowdy as hell, yeah. It's yeah. A, it definitely is entertaining. And how far did it go, the series? The series, yeah. they won in six. Six, yep, 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 good stuff. Yeah. Um, the 2-0 lead is the most dangerous lead in any any sport. Yeah, yep. it is. Um, so, all right, next up, let's quickly talk about Nike. Nike is apparently better than ever. So they just came out with a, or they're in the, they have a fully sustainable shoe in the works, and they just had their most profitable year ever at $46.7 billion in earnings. Yeah. Well, they had a new CEO, 
Um, and I, I think part of that transition um, was focusing on like digital items too. I mean, they're gonna. I mean, what are they on Roblox? Is that Nike? Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows what uh, will come of the digital space? I have this. Um, I have this belief that people who are younger than us um, are going to be more inclined to buy things digitally. Um, perhaps might even value digital items more than they would physical items. Um, and so I think Nike's definitely going after them to sell them. I mean, this is a bold prediction that just popped in my head. When GTA 6 comes out, people are going to be spending good money to buy virtual items from real brands, I think. You think, like, inside of GTA? I think. Because GTA is kind of its own, you know... I think. Metaverse yeah. of sorts, open I've, world. Yeah, I mean, GTA 5 came out before Fortnite, meaning it came out before all this in-app purchase things. And, like, they obviously do their whole online in-app purchases with their... You can buy money and buy things. Wouldn't be surprised if they did some stuff with other brands. GTA 5 is the most impressive video game ever made because it came out in 2013 and they still got people dropping hundreds of dollars a week on that game. It's nuts. But, um, but yeah, shout out to Nike. Um, I'm a team Adidas. Uh, yeah, shout out Nike. You know, apparently Nike is uh, a little chuggy. They say now they're what? Chuggy. 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 What's that mean? Out of out of style. Oh, really? Or cliche. Really? Yeah. Ch- chuggy. Apparently, Nike isn't a part of this '70s uh, revitalization. <laughs> is, so, so is that you saying that or? That's just what I hear on the streets, man. Oh, okay, okay. And in, you know, in fashion circles. You know, 70s fashion might be coming, but I actually saw a video of, um, was it you who sent it to me? No, it wasn't you who sent it to me. Maybe it was just somewhere. But it was like a, a house party, and they were just playing Billie Jean, I think it was 1982, and they were just dancing. Probably so lit. Oh, man. I mean, the vibes were immaculate. That's a style that needs to come back. Yeah. Not only in the clothing, but the ambiance. Well, not to go down. We keep talking about fashion on here, um, but I was... I'm going, so I'm going on a trip, and I was shopping for clothes over the weekend, and I made a stop in Abercrombie. They did a massive rebrand. I would buy almost everything in there. Really? From their men's section. I, I highly recommend you take your talents there. Really? Dude, nice stuff. I don't stuff. know the last time I stepped in an Abercrombie. This, I don't know if I ever This might have been the first time ever I stepped in there. Wow. And I always thought Abercrombie was just kind of weird stuff. Well, but. You, know, you know, there's always room for, um, you know, a brand to kind of change its tune. The good old 180. Um... But so let's shift on again. We're going quick hit style today. Um, so LeBron, so LeBron and Michael Jordan were the final two um, tequila companies for fighting for the I don't know best tequila in the world. And LeBron beat him out. Yeah, I mean that this competition was in the works for a while. So they they really must have deliberated. They they took, they their, took time, their time. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, I think, now have to do our own taste test, um, potentially, you know, big bottles, but I think we could also downsize. They probably don't sell nips of this stuff, though, so Not I think we cheap. have to, yeah, we have to go big. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what the smallest side, probably have to get like a 750, still probably be like 50 bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's worth it. It's, it's science at this point. You know, um, Draymond was drinking his own tequila at the championship parade. That's that's a, that's a pretty good flex. But he was drinking Lobos um, at the championship clincher. He took a oh. picture. Yep. You know, him and LeBron are actually good pals, yeah. contrary to popular belief. Well, you know, they, it was a heated rivalry between teams, but, you know, two competitors. Yep, yep. Um, keep on rolling through this. Um, you ever heard of Jaden Rashada? Never. So Jaden Rashada, if that's how you say his name, just committed to the University of Miami. And with that commitment, he's the quarterback. He Okay, so. Is he going to be QB1? 
I don't know. But yeah. basically, so quarterback Jaden Rashad, a senior in high school, just committed to the University of Miami. And as a part of that commitment, he's getting $9.5 million. What? What? In NIL money. From? From that guy, John Ruiz. Oh, he's the, like the that Billy? billionaire who's funding all the Miami oh NIL my, stuff. Oh, my God. That's, they're astroturfing a football team. If they don't compete, he's going to be sick. I mean, that's a record NIL deal. I mean, obviously, most people aren't making much money off NIL. That dude made 9.5 mil. And he reportedly turned down 11 mil from the Florida Gators. Really? I mean, so just so we're clear, obviously, this is one instance. It's anecdotal. But safe to say this isn't going away anytime soon in college sports, college football at least. It's pretty crazy, man. And keep in mind, he's only the number 22 recruit in his class. I mean, oh, oh uh, all positions. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, how I'm thinking about it, it's not like this is some contract necessarily. I mean, I'm assuming he just got all that money in one lump sum, or I don't know the conditions, but, I mean. I bet it gets paid out some up front yeah, and maybe then conditional. maybe weekly, monthly. I, I bet it's just like a paycheck, yeah. honestly. Um, Jeez. But, yeah, that's pretty crazy. And that's, like, just through the University of Miami, essentially, through, like, booster programs or whatever. I mean, I'm all, I'm all for it. Um, I, I hope he, he goes out and still performs. I'm sure he will. But, I mean, he's set regardless of how that career goes. I mean, you know, we should be applauding him for taking the, the lesser offer. He, didn't, he wasn't completely motivated by, by the cash. Right. Well, maybe that's why he did it. So he didn't look like a bag chaser. I mean, it's crazy that this is, I mean, I'm sure some things like this are happening elsewhere. But, like, as of what has come across our plate, this seems like by far the largest deal. Because I know the old Miami quarterback was making like a million. Is he still on roster? I think he graduated. Oh, okay. Because that was Marquette King. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. But, yeah. I mean, I, so he's a quarterback. I wonder, I wonder what other positions are getting. I know, well, I know that, like, some linemen were getting 50K, 100K, <laughs> running backs I mean, getting 100K. You know what? I'm going to end this with a mathematical fact. Any increase from zero, infinite. It means these guys are making infinitely more money than they were a couple years ago. I'll take anything. That's very true. Um, Nine point five mil though is that's actually OD. I'm I'm slightly a, speechless as a college student, yeah. dude. Like what what is he even gonna do with all that money? Like you why he's gonna go he's gonna walk into class uh, freshman level seminar and just throw ones at his teacher. Like dude, that's gotta make because it, it's one thing if you're like don't go to college and you like you know spin up I don't know like a really good drop shipping business and maybe you're making like 750k a year or a million and you're like 18 like that's sick or like a, you're a YouTuber yeah. making that money but this guy is like getting busted both worlds he's making so much money and still <laughs> going to college playing football yeah if anything I like don't imagine how he'll have any motivation to pay attention in class I mean it was already kind of a a piece where you know there's parents who really push their kids or at least you know support their kids on this journey to become a pro um, I've always been of the belief that just making it to college is a great accomplishment especially for people who might have not been able to otherwise but now if, I, if I'm a parent listen we're getting to that bag if straight dollar signs yeah because before you had to hope that they could go get those dollar signs later now just getting there is enough for I mean I just I would just be satisfied in the form of not having to pay for school. I know. <laughs> um, but anyways, let's actually stay on college football really quick. We'll go slightly out of order. Um, but so NCAA college football is coming back. 
EA Sports is is going to be making that game. It's coming out in spring. It's coming out in the fall. So NCAA College Football is back, and it's coming out in 2023. And EA is taking two years to you know gather assets from certain schools like band songs, specific crowd chants, um, like timing of specific songs, like that song "Jump" mm. at Wisconsin. They're going to have these little details in the game. They're, um, they're really trying to do it right. No, exactly. They they want to make it good, and basically, the, I think all the so there there's 120 schools that have agreed to like participate in this, and I think the the amount of money they're getting is like very underwhelming. Um, so like a t- and it's so they made these four tiers based on like composite rankings over the last ten years, and a tier one um, is only getting a hundred and four thousand dollars to. Like, like to just have their like team in the game. Yeah, you know they they you wouldn't want to be the college who uh, was like yeah yeah we don't want it. That's true. That's true. And then tier two sixty two thousand, tier three forty thousand, and then tier four ten thousand. One hundred and twenty FBS teams, obviously. I'm assuming. Yeah. And but there's like there's probably hundreds of FBS teams. Well, those are just the ones that have like agreed. To, right. Right. To so get, far, get is that finalized or? I, it's probably relatively close to finalized. Yeah. They got to start working on the yeah. game and stuff. But I mean, the only reason I ask is because our alma mater obviously won't be, uh, you know, sniffing this. It's unfortunate. Well, they might. You don't know. We're an FBS. They might be included in the list. Oh, oh, the list is. Uh, we don't know who's included in the list. I think you can just list. like sign up. Oh. It doesn't matter where you were ranked. Okay. It's just like a, I imagine UMass. We we would certainly fall into the I mean, tier four. I mean, there will be a Boston school or Massachusetts school in there. I mean, BC, BC. was in the other ones. Yeah. 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 But. I'm excited for that game. Yeah, me too. It's been a long time, been 10 years. So let's, okay, in the, in the same spirit of talking about, you know, I guess young athletes, not to sound like a creep, um, <laughs> but the NBA draft occurred the other night. Um, what, do you, what are your thoughts on, on the NBA draft? Um, you know, I, I watch it a bit. I, I honestly... Um, Stuck we up di- on me. Yeah, we didn't pick until the late second. Um, JD... Uh, in like what fifty fifth or fifty three fifty third yeah so I I honestly wasn't um, as into it as I typically would be um, I have to uh, I'm familiar with some of the names uh, a good amount of the names I think a, a lot of teams are going to get some talent so I don't have anything to talk about overall there that being said these boys are confident S- some of the the players getting drafted dude that was my first note whatever <laughs> happened to humility yeah I don't I don't know I mean it's a different day and age like do you see that one dude. Uh, drafted by the Lakers he's like LeBron's gonna have to show me how good he is which you know what I respect it but um overall I I think uh the real draft to talk about and we'll have plenty of time to talk about it in the future is next year uh 2023 um French prospect Victor Wembanyama uh, apparently a third of the league is expected to tank for him a third of the league allegedly um, but overall, I don't have really have any takeaways from the draft. I mean, is he is is the is the French kid the one that's like is he like over seven feet tall? And he yeah, can he's like, like hand, seven he's like two. Magic Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shoots. He had eight. He had, he had 28, 20 something points, eight rebounds, and eight blocks against Team USA, led by Jaden Ivey and uh, Chet Holmgren. Wow. The uni- uh, yeah, yeah. But also, um, Detroit could be back. You know, they they got two two really They've good players. They got a little young core yeah. there. Um, but yeah, dude, these kids are just so confident, um, and it, it's funny because, like, I mean, obviously they don't all all feel that way about LeBron. I would hope, but well, they all said no. I saw a video where they all said he, he's their favorite player. 
That's what I was saying. Like, yeah. it must be pretty... If it were me, it'd be, like, almost like a gift that somehow LeBron is still in the league by the time... Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Like, because now it's at a point where LeBron's career might be longer than these guys have been alive. Similar to how, like, Brady was had was older, or his oh. career was longer than... Older than... I mean, think about it. Le- I mean, no, you're right. I mean, he's literally been in the league since 2003. I mean, these players have to be like some of them getting 19, there yeah. yeah yeah um but just for reference the, the I, um i didn't look at like i hadn't lo- I, I hadn't looked at rookie deals in a long time and they're they're kind of ridiculous yeah dude. they're going up especially if you go get drafted early bancaro two-year 22.5 million holmgren 20 mil over two years smith 18 mil over two years and if they expand bancaro's deal to four years it's 49.5 yeah getting paid good that's pretty nuts dude yeah and i mean honest not that it's easy not to downplay it but honestly all you have to do is play good enough to like (laughs) for your team to want to keep you and then you're guaranteed like say three years 70 three year 80 one of these guys will be a bust that's usually how it goes and like imagine if you had been paying um freezing cold takes might get you on there you never know that's true, but like, imagine if you end up paying like Bennett, what is his name? Anthony, Anthony Bennett. Bennett yeah, yeah, imagine if you were paying Anthony Bennett twenty two point five million dollars over two years, you'd be sick. Yeah, but you know, it's a two year investment. At the end of the day, it's costume biz, I suppose. So, some quick NBA bites. We'll talk free agency. I think more as it unfolds. It doesn't actually officially start until Thursday. So, there's only been some some movements. Uh, earlier, we were discussing Kyrie. We were discussing Russell Westbrook. Um, another guard who was bought out was John Wall. Uh, he no longer a Rocket. Uh, they bought him out of his forty-seven point four million dollar uh, contract, and uh, he will be joining the Clippers. When all goes well. So quick bite there. I don't really have much to say about that. I'm excited for him to play again. Um, Hall of Fame uh, bag chaser, for sure. Got a lot of money to not really play. Uh, that's, that's a lot of people's dreams. Um, but actually, just to, to bring it back to the C's, as we always do, uh, the Jazz are signing um, or finalizing a deal with our former assistant, Will Hardy. Uh, and so obviously I can't expect most people to know who he is. I can't even pretend as if I knew who he was before, uh, but former division three standout at Williams college started his career as a video intern with the Spurs, obviously worked his way up, uh, that bench, joined the team USA staff before coming to the Celtics and he's only 34. So he's going to be the youngest active coach in the league. Um, but the reason why I bring it up is because 20, like with this move, 28% of the coaches in the league will be uh, from Popovich's tree. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. So that's Ime, uh, Mike Budenholzer, Monty Williams, Steve Kerr, Taylor Jenkins, Doc Rivers, Mike Brown, and Will Hardy. And is that you coached under Pop or you also played under coached Pop? Coached or played. That's impressive. Yep. You know, and when it, when's that man going to retire? I thought he was retiring like two years ago. You know, the Spurs are thinking about trading DeJounte Murray, um, who's on a bargain deal and actually had a great season. Averaged like 21 points, uh, like seven or eight assists. Um, But I think they're looking to move him. Be a great Celtic. Potentially to tank for next year's draft, which begs the question, this is a team that once made the playoffs 22 straight years. Are they really, do they have, does Pop have the appetite to tank? No, I I mean, it's, it's... he 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 doesn't seem like he wants to stop anytime soon. But he no. always said he was only going to coach. He said he was going to stop at year twenty. 
yeah. at one point. But yeah. then he's, he's still he went kicking. Over that. I mean, tanking <coughs> nowadays isn't even the same. It, it's not no longer that the worst team has the twenty five percent odds. Now it's like the three worst split fourteen percent. So it's like you can't even really effectively. You just got to be somewhat bad, right? Right. Um, or like in the low batch, right? Um, but I know we got to finish through this, so we'll rattle these off. But yeah, Mike, short episode today, guys. Unfortunate. So Michael Rubin, the CEO of Fanatics, is selling his 10% stake in both the 76ers and the New Jersey Devils. Selling both his stake. He is for approximately $300 million because he is CEO of Fanatics, and Fanatics is looking to acquire a betting company called Tipico mm. because they have licenses in New Jersey and Philadelphia. Mm. Um, and because fanatics, Conflict of interest, kind of, maybe, yeah? Exactly, yeah. because you can't be involved in gambling if you also have these stakes in these teams. Right. And he, he had to pick. He picked Fanatics. What would, you, what would you do in that? I mean, owning a team is great, um, but I, I guess he's betting on Fanatics. I think Fanatics is betting on themselves. You said he's the CEO, right? He's the CEO. He, you almost can't turn that down you know you're, you're kind of in that leadership position you got to pick one or the other um so i understand the decision I, I think i personally would have made the same um you know i'm sure he won't miss or maybe he will the the day-to-day of being an owner of multiple teams although i imagine he, he wasn't doing much day-to-day work um 300 mil though i mean that's a, a payday i'm sure it'll be nice to have that that would sting though man yeah. imagine like it you just you, you work so hard they, to get those teams to you. It's not it's not an easy. Uh, it's not like you can just show up and be like, "Here's my money." Yeah, right, right. It, but yeah, I bet I bet he tried very hard to figure out a way to make it make both worlds work. Yeah, I, I'm sure he he had the legal team uh, crunching. Maybe he maybe a blind trust. Yeah. <coughs> Who knows? But um, one other. Do you have Do you have something else? No, keep going. Okay, yeah, no, I was going to say another business thing um, while, while we're wrapping up this brief episode, but people like the short bites, um, short form content is in nowadays, is uh, Airbnb um, has agreed to make its ban on house parties permanent, um, which is interesting because I, I didn't really imagine a world where they were like, all right, guys, you're good to party in these Airbnbs again, um, but they had temporarily put the global ban um, during the pandemic, but now they're like... We're done forever. How can you even monitor that? Although I guess I <clears throat> just answered my own question. A lot of these Airbnbs like truly have like those like Nest cameras. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I see mean, how many people are going in and out? It's it's almost like fighting on an airplane. Like, do you really want to risk being banned by an airplane? It's it's. Do you want to be risked? You want to risk being banned by Airbnb? I mean, that was all the rage. You rent a cheap Airbnb, Airbnb, pack it with kids. Yeah, well, that, that's literally why they banned it. I you think there was like a shooting at some point. Oh, yeah, they were just like, we have to do something here. Well, actually, now not to go down this road, but apparently, um, sex trafficking is a big, big problem in Airbnbs. in Airbnbs. Not surprised. It's a, I mean, it's a huge problem in motels and hotels. Yeah. Any type of uh, temporary living space. Yeah. Um, but I got a, two more things. So another sports owner, so Stan Kroenke, is, has now won three championships this year because he owns the Rams, he owns the Avs, and he owns the Colorado Mammoths in the MLS. Oh, wow. They, they won? Go ma- the Mammoths won? Yeah. What? Really? Three-time champ and three, three championships Oh, they in, beat in New York. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, New York beat uh, the Revs. Yeah, yep. big MLS guys. Dude, now. that's that's pretty impressive. No, I mean that's a that's hard to do trifecta. You, I mean it's hard enough to even come into ownership of of three major sports teams. Yeah, 
Well, that, that makes me think about those people you were talking about, who the buddies who band together. Maybe they'll have similar luck. This w- will only be the beginning of them crowdsourcing and buying teams. I know. I actually saw something that, um, despite you know the obviously economic downshifts, um, sports teams continue to be the the new gold. Of, like you know, a, oh, a place to park your money. Value never goes down. I mean, it makes sense. I, I don't see the amount of sports fans drastically dipping anytime soon. Like it would take a, probably a catastrophic event for people to suddenly say we're no longer interested in sports. I mean, even if that, even when, you know, money's tight, I feel like people still find a way to watch sports live right. or digitally, whatever they yeah. have to do. People aren't canceling. People aren't going to not watch sports because they don't have money. Even when they claim they will. Maybe they'll just buy a couple less jerseys. Yeah. Right. Um, but rounding out my last thing, is Top Golf is doing some pretty cool stuff in El Segundo. Um, they opened up a brand new facility, and typically Top Golf is just just like gamified driving ranges. But this new one actually has a ten hole golf course, lights for night, so you can play night golf oh, with glowing wow. up glow balls. Um, they have a top tracer on ten, so you can see like exactly where it's landing. That cool stuff. See the flight, um, and then they are offering electric bikes instead of golf carts. Huh. Interesting. What what's that all about? Just you know, I think I think golf is slowly but surely becoming a little more cool. Yeah. And top golf is is leading it's the driving charge. that. Yeah, yeah. They want to make it for for kids. I mean, I think a lot of people are always like, "What do I do for fun?" Or like, uh, "My town or my city has nothing to do." I can see a lot of these entertainment like buildings and centers really kind of growing in popularity. And golf is a super easy one because it's not incredibly accessible, but at the same time, it's actually really simple. And it's like ripe because of its simplicity to really include technology and all these trackings and things. I mean, I think it's a perfect storm. Well, dude, a dream of mine is to open a country club aimed at young people. Mm. So it's like Top Golf, but it's a full-on country club. It right. won't be that like, expensive to join. You got a full bar, mm. mini golf. It's like a modern-looking building. It's all right. country clubs, you know. They're uh, old and stuffy. Exactly. It's ripe for ripe for innovation, yeah. they say. Well, we're we're open for uh, investors. Yep. yep. Should we go back down that that <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> um, oh, the one thing we didn't talk about though is uh, the Meta World Peace and Paul Pierce NFT collaboration. And I don't care at all about the actual NFT, but I am sickened. I just as a Celtics fan that these uh, they, two are actually working they're together. They're probably boys. I feel like people of that era are, are probably really gelling together well, now that they're did rich not and retired. Like each other. No, but you Outwardly. know, uh, old beefs become new friendships. Um, they're calling it because it's part of uh, Meta World. It's called part of Meta's Meta. It's part of Meta World Pieces Meta Panda Club collaboration. Meta Panda Club collaboration. Ridiculous name. He's awesome. Um, and you know they're putting out the Truth Collection. Mm. But you know, of course, anyone with with Meta in their Has name, to. he had to they get involved to. in some yeah. way. Well. I think he changed his name again. It's like Meta World Peace Sandiford. Or I thought he changed it back to Ron Artest and then changed it back to Meta World Peace. Yeah, you know, Diddy used to do that as well. It was P. Diddy, and it was Puff Daddy, then it was just Puff, then it was just Diddy, you know? At least those are simple. They need to bring that back. People uh, change their name a bunch. No, I hate to dash on you. Between us is not like a store, this isn't a closer.